drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what's going on everybody? It's your host, Derek Oakley, right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. You guys know what it is. Coming to you every single week, talking Detroit Lions, the most hype team in the National Football League, the most exciting team, future NFC North champs, and who knows what else after that. Drink it in, everybody. Drink it in, man. And I got the one and only, he's back, ladies and gentlemen, at... Chops in the D. Chops, you're back. We got lots to talk about. We got takes. We got dollars make sense. Let's get into it, man. How you doing? Choppy's back. <laughs> Okri, how's it going, buddy? Had to start the show off with a good old woo-wee. Happy to be back on. And hey, it's mini camp time. You got to do it. Um, mandatory mini camp and running through some OTAs, pajama time, as Dan Campbell, Dan Freaky Campbell calls it. But uh, we, we might touch on some of those things, but, but but we can't mess around, Chops. We got so much to talk about. We're going to do dollars make sense, wide receivers and cornerbacks. But before we do that, I'm glad I have you on here on this show because I, I may have touched on this last week, but. You're the man to really talk about it because you love this guy. And his name is DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, everybody out there listening, Chops is, this guy's calling me up, texting me. Chops is telling me how we got to sign this wide receiver. Oh, okay, we got tons of money. Don't worry about it. Pay him. I mean, you're all about these wide receivers. I'm, I'm looking to get big, nasty defenders. I want skilled guys. I want people that can make plays that aren't over 30 years old and that can run past people or can hammer the quarterback. Can you you want to tell the people why you're in love with DeAndre Hopkins like your boy Jared Goff? Why you just want to pay him anything? Why you think this is the missing piece for the Detroit Lions? Because there's a lot of people that agree with you, but I know there's Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers that think you're cuckoo like I do. Oh, Oakry, come on. We got we to gotta roll up the truck back up the bank truck okay. and just dump a boatload of money on DeAndre Hopkins porch, $18 million nope, nope, a year. Nope. doesn't matter. Whatever. No, no, I'm just kidding, man. No, <laughs> I like DeAndre Hopkins. Don't get me wrong. He is 31 years old. I think he's a game changer. I think he's still got some left in the tank. Um, my interest in him mostly peaks from the fact that we don't have JMO for the, for the first third of the season. So I don't want to poo-poo that for we have six whole games without him. Yes, I know it's only six, but again, that's a third of a season. So um, I don't want to be paying this guy OBJ money. Um, he's already begin getting his payout from uh, whoever, whatever team he's been with now that bought him out. Uh, I think he's been bought out twice now. That's awesome. 
But, um, you know, I like the player, though. I like his skill set. I think he would add another dimension to the wide receiver room. Um, he's got some personal issues, but I still think he's got talent, and I think he's got something left. That's at Chops in the D, everybody, doing what he does. Sold it high to me, comes on the pod, kind of kind of reels it back a little bit. I mean, t- tell me real quick why you're so worried about these six games from Jameson Williams. Is that going to make or break our season? Does this guy forget how to play football? Is this the end-all, be-all that we need another wide receiver because we can't get by those few games? I'm confused. I mean, look, okay. <laughs> Much like last season, if we have a slow start, it can kill the season. Okay, so I'm not saying that we have to have another wide receiver to win the first, you know, to have a good record those first six games. But you do not want to come out of the gate 0 and 3, 0 and 4. So, you know, even if you split them at 3 and 3, you're still behind the eight ball. So I don't want to just pretend that six games is not a lot in the NFL. So you get, you know, you have you suffer another industry in, injury, and then you're down another depth, like. I don't. I do not want to be running out Tom Kennedys and you know uh, guys that are fifth, five or six, seven, eight on the depth chart. So, and if you could get him at a decent deal, I'd be all about it. See, see what I think it is is that you're sitting there looking at the Lions got about you know anywhere from I don't have the number in front of me, but it's somewhere in the fifteen to twenty-four point seven. Okay, I might have it. On paper, who knows what all these other things that the salary cap's made up? We all know that. But you're just looking, saying, We got money to spend. <laughs> we got to spend it on somebody quick. When I'm a type of guy where maybe I want to hang on to that money, maybe I want to hang on to it because a team might be willing to in, uh, entertain trade offers for, I don't know, Chase Young. <laughs> that's a guy I want to go get. That's a guy I'll spend all my money on. That's a guy that I think is a game changer. Add him to my team for the next five plus years. Not DeAndre Hopkins, who's a six game rental who I want because I got money to burn and because he's a wide receiver and I'm missing a wide receiver. I mean, that's how you build a team, Shopee. Just letting you know. Are you getting the Chase Young from college or are you getting the Chase Young from the pros who didn't have his fifth year extension offered by Washington? Come on, man. I mean, he's been hurt. What, what, what do you want from him? I mean, he, he made a bad uh, choice of colleges. We all know that. Hey, listen. Can't forgive Ohio it. State Can't sucks. forgive it. <laughs> Ohio State is vanquished. But other than that, he's a hell of a football player. He's probably healthy now. He's young. He plays a premier position, unlike DeAndre Hopkins, who's old. Not really a premier position when we have other football players there. And makes a lot more sense. So, anyway, um, you love DeAndre Hopkins. You want him here no, no matter what. We get it. Others do, too. I and those with level heads do not because we want to build this right. Kind of like Brad. What, what's that nickname again? Always open for business. Holmes. Yeah, exactly. So I think me and me and Mr. Holmes are on the same page. As you know, I haven't tweeted it out. So he hasn't ran out and picked up the phone yet. But let's since we're speaking about people that you love, <laughs> I mean, it's a running gimmick on the show. I mean, it, it's been talked about quite a bit. He comes up quite a bit. And, and the reason I want to bring it up again is because this guy's getting all kinds of love from Lions fans, his teammates, his fiance, the state of Michigan. Everyone's got Jared Goff in the Hall of Fame. 
they're chalking him up for 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. I mean, I know those are similar numbers to you that what you have going, but I just thought I'd let you, you know, talk about your guy for a little bit. I want you to tell me why he's just the perfect quarterback all of a sudden. I mean, uh, I guess I'll just say this and hand it off to you. (laughs) What do you guys say there? Hashtag golf train. First of all, that is a fantabulous intro to for the, anyone who's interested in joining the hashtag golf train. I, the original conductor of the golf train, uh, would love to invite other people on, except for you, Okri, because you're off, bro. I don't want your bula bula support when it comes to Jared Goff. You don't get to join the <laughs> golf train. You're off, bro. You're off. And I would just like to state, for the record, just so it's reiterated here on the show. I don't hate him. I don't. What, what else you got to say about your boy? I mean, why he's wearing he's wearing ice. I saw the other day. He's got gold chains. He's got icy, uh, you know, bling on. He's got a big watch. He's got uh, he's got buffs on. I mean, what's going on with this guy? Uh, everybody loves him right now. This guy is on top of the world. For some reason, uh, people have come from the dark side. They've joined the golf train side. I mean, the guy's out there taking photos with his teammates. He's wearing their drip. He's getting, I, I like, I see every day I turn around, I see another picture of him doing something, hanging with his fiance, going over here. He's all over Detroit, which is awesome. I love it. I mean, it, nothing screams about a guy who's going to throw 40 touchdowns and 4,800 yards than, than what he's doing right now. Uh, national media is still bashing him a little bit, calling him like a, you know, bottom 15 quarterback, blah, blah, blah. But here in Detroit, we know what we got. Uh, ben, genius thinks that he's even better than when he was in LA as does Dan freaking Campbell. And I would, uh, I would, uh, have to agree. <laughs> well, we figured you'd say that the, the people know that I will say, uh, it's TBD if you ask me, but we'll see. But the conductor is telling you guys that, uh, you need to do this. Oh! What's that hashtag again, Choppy? That is hashtag Choppy Likey, hashtag golf train. <laughs> and if he plays well, what will you hashtag every tweet with? Hashtag what Choppy said. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. We got our golf mandate off the show. Before we get into dollars make sense, Chops, as you mentioned, Lions mandatory mini camp just kicked off before we hit the old record button here. Everybody's basically there. Most people other than 10 or so players are out on the football field. Nothing major in regards to injuries as you would hope not as all they're doing is running around in shorts and helmets for the most part. But, um, you know, lots of rumor innuendo, you know, Gibbs is looking great. You know, Jack Campbell's bigger than advertised. Sam Laporte is making plays all over the football field. Like, Chops, I just want to tell you, like, you you know I've been hitting you up that I've just been, you know, hitting this treadmill every day, every other day, you know, knocking out the miles, doing my thing. But I just had the Gibbs-Campbell-Laporta tape er, highlights just on repeat, man, because these are three fun guys to watch. Campbell, I've still got, like, 
some concerns or I just want to see him at the NFL level. I get he's big and whatnot, but he doesn't wow me on tape. But Gibbs and all these plays by Laporta, I think Laporta's highlight reel is like 15 minutes long. He's making so many plays, short, deep, catching, run after the play. I mean, I can't wait to see these rookies as always. It's going to be so exciting, Oakry. I saw uh, I saw a tweet uh, from this morning that was like, Sam Laporta just went Randy Moss all over Ify Melifanu. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, it's it's mini camp, baby. It's mandatory mini camp. Everybody's here. The people are excited to see the new players. You know, you're you're hearing that. Oh, shocker! Gibbs is fast. Shocker! Laporta looks good. Shocker! Jack Campbell looks like the best linebacker in the draft. Like, you know. I would expect to hear nothing less than all of that. Also, water is wet. The sky <laughs> is blue. Yes. And Choppy is the conductor of the golf train. <laughs> Duh. Exactly. I, I I just want to tell the people this, and, and Choppy, you know this, that over the years here, the last however long, I've kind of become a jersey snob, a guy that's uh, always got the the new fresh jersey, always got the uh, the crispy game worn or whatever it may be. I may have some of these in the works for the 2023 season. Unleash Hutch. You guys have seen the 1998 throwback 97 that I've been rocking. I may have a few things up my sleeve. And Chops, I may have just picked up a game-issued blue number 26 that will soon be um, revised to say Gibbs on the back because I think this guy's going to be hella fun to watch out on the football field. That is amazing. Also, since we're talking swag, uh, I got to give a big shout out to, to you, Derek Oakery, for sending me a nice, crispy, official game JG16 jersey that I will be rocking all season long, especially on opening day uh, at Ford Field. Wow! 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 I thought if you're the conductor of the golf train, you really want to be that. And I know you wouldn't creak up, open that wallet of yours as a thank you for all the things you do for the pod and, and whatnot. I thought to hook a brother up because uh, you, you got to let the people know what they got to do here this season. <laughs> it's going to be all year long, man, especially when he starts throwing those touchdowns. So happy to do that, man. And like you say, I always like to rep our, our players and, and, a, and a crispy jersey when you can. Um, we'll be hitting up the tailgates, man. Hopefully we'll be able to see some of the Kool-Aid drinkers out there having some fun. And uh, can't wait for football to get here, man. So we, we went a little bit longer than we than we thought, which we normally do on the first segment. But, uh, hey, man. How about, what do you think about getting into these wide receivers before we get our great commercial sponsors in here? Talking some dollars that make sense. Okay, let's do it, buddy. So listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the rip the mic from you here, and I'm gonna actually intro our dollars make sense for the wide receivers, but I can't do it without the million dollar man laugh. Oh, you got to get it. Choppy is is taking over segments, which I love. He, he's probably got stats in his back pocket. I mean, I get you the drop, too. Money, 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 money. <laughs> there you go, buddy. Do your thing. Oh, it just warms my heart. That, that <laughs> laugh at the end just makes my day every time. 
So let's kick it off with our wide receivers. We are sitting real pretty with a $19 million cap hit, uh, which for all of you math uh, aficionados, it is 9% of our cap. We've got 11 players on the roster, and we are looking so good with the amount of money that we have spent for our wide receivers. Quick rundown. Uh, this made me chuckle. Khalif Raymond, Raymond Khalif, whichever one you prefer, <laughs> is our top paid wide receiver at $4 million. Uh, coming in behind him is Josh Reynolds at 3.9 mil. You got J-Mo fast at 3.4 mil. And then you've got my boy back in the D, Marvin Jones Jr. at 2.2 mil. And then, and then my friends, the absolute steal of the wide receiver room my boy, I'm on raw at $1.1 <laughs> freaking million dollars a year. Uh, and then, you know, go down the list a little bit. You got Tom Kennedy, Maurice Alexander, wow. Trinity Benson, and the guy I'm actually the most excited about on that back end, Antonio Green as our rookie. So looking at the numbers, all right, we have a, like I said, $19 million cap hit. There are 26 teams that spend more on their wide receivers on cap hit than the Detroit Lions. And I would argue, and Oakry, we may have to argue about this one, but I would argue that we have a top 13 wide receiver room in the league. <laughs> that is insane value, ladies and gentlemen. So there's your intro, Oakry. Take it away. Great stuff as always. I mean, you you are uh, a, a numbers guy at heart. Um, you and Logan Lamar and Deer share that in common uh, when, when we had you on and when you come on the show. I, I guess for me, like, you know, I know we're talking the dollars that make S-E-N-S-E sense. And the reason it makes so much sense to me when you break all that down is Brad Holmes has done it the right way, man. He, he hasn't went out and spent 20 plus million dollars on an aging back half of his career productive NFL wide receiver he's done it through the draft he again you just have to give him so much credit because he waited till the top of the fourth round there to take ARSB and 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 like you say I have to say it so many times on this show people just want to give away draft picks left right and center oh just give him a first rounder or just give away our third rounder we'll never get a good player there well you got Amon Ra in the fourth round and the guy makes I'm just looking at his numbers now the first couple of years he's made a total of two million dollars like I mean two and a half or three in total um you know after the 2023 season's done we're like you know Debo Samuel who people wanted is is banking like 20 to 25 on average now so I mean I guess my question back to you is like you love Josh Reynolds so much you know I'm surprised to hear that Raymond Khalif I mean Khalif Raymond is our highest guy but like how do you keep this going now, I guess, is going to be the real thing that Brad Holmes and company are going to have to work out. It's like you've hit on some. And and again, don't even get me started on the JMO hate where people are acting like this guy's a problem in the locker room or that he's lost you know, on social media or that maybe he's not that good. I mean, for what he makes, for his speed, talent, and ability, and when I heard him step to the microphone... I was very encouraged where this guy is at uh, personally. So it's just built right. The numbers are right. And these guys are going to be productive for this team. That's why we don't need D-Hop. Chops, back to you. 
Yeah, Okri, lots to dig in there, but I have to, I got to reiterate here and agree with you adamantly that how it is such a huge portion of where we stand with our dollars that makes sense. Paying Amon Ra $1.1 million this year. All right, we have a top 10 wide receiver locked in at a million bucks a year. That is absolutely ridiculous. So again, it shows that Brad Holmes has done it the right way that he can find talent in the later rounds. And again, it's all about that production value. It's not only that he's doing it on the field, it's that he's doing it at such a cheap, cheap, cheap price for for four years. So that is fantastic. Um, yeah, I was a little shocked that uh, that uh, my boy Raymond Khalif, Khalif Raymond, whichever one you like, is, is our highest cap hit, um, but, which seems kind of silly. But, um, you know, again, our top three wide receivers making $11 million collectively so you know you got guys out there like obj who can make up to 18 million in one (laughs) freaking guy um like you said debo samuel's another one you got you know you've got these receivers that are just getting paid mad cash because that's you know they can get that money out there but um but no i think that building through the draft is the right way to go i like that they brought in uh, marvin jones as a nice veteran backup uh he or a, a secondary i think he's going to fit into our number two slot very solidly while jamo's out and you know he's just reliable as all get up and he loves the city of detroit which is awesome so it's uh it's really shaping out to be a good good locker room um and man th- they just have so much talent and i'm and i'm excited i don't want to dismiss antonio Anto- antoine green either because i think he might have the ability to be a little bit a little bit of a deep threat too so don't just forget about that guy dismiss him because he's a later round pick like i think he's going to join this room and he's going to compete so let me ask you this though again we could we could get into all the numbers on each player or whatnot but i think the biggest thing to talk about about the dollars make sense and the wide receivers is okay so you've done it right through the draft you obviously the first year of this regime with with your boy jared goff at the helm we had absolutely nothing i'm talking about tyrell williams and brashard perryman were our one and two um neither of those guys made barely one catch for this football i don't think either of them did catch football in in any type of game of substance that wasn't preseason so like you go from that to one season basically after that you know two seasons in total having this type of speed um youth ability like, I guess the, the hard part now, this is one thing I've said before, like the last time the Lions were good, it was because they were bad for multiple seasons in a row. They did pretty well with their draft picks and their draft picks all came together at once. They ended up making, you know, a couple 10 win seasons with Reverend Caldwell or made the playoffs and whatnot, but were never able to obtain, the, you know, retain those football players and also... Uh, didn't have the right type of guys as I always bring up on the show. And as you just mentioned that wanted to be here, you know, we didn't have the ability to keep them here monetarily. Do you feel confident that Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell and company are going to be able to maneuver these chess pieces so we can keep Amon Ra as well as I'm looking at JMO's numbers, man. He dude's 22 years old this year, making a like a cap hit of 3.4. Then it goes up to 4.7, 5.5. You got JMO till 2025 season and after before you even have to make a decision on a fifth year and pay this guy any type of money. I mean, this guy makes less than David Mont for the next three seasons. 
Yeah, that's the key, right? Oak Creek would draft a wide receiver every year. I think uh, I think there's somebody who likes to come on the show who has that draft philosophy, and I think his name is Logan Lamrandier. Draft a wide receiver every year. Because you're right, J-Mo, 22 years old. Amon Ra, 24. You got uh, the rookie Green, 24. You know that you get you you want those young pieces around. Sprinkle in an aging veteran who can still be productive at a at a good cap hit, a la um, MJJ at 2.2 mil, and you're good to go. Um, I mean, again, at some point in time, Amon Ra is going to get paid because he may be a top five wide receiver by the end of this year market, and <laughs> it's just it's but it's going to continue on. You have to keep drafting. You cannot just rely because. Your guys, if you're drafting guys that produce, eventually you got to pay them, and then you. But you're going to have to circumvent and keep drafting. So keep finding those diamonds in the rough. Keep drafting young wide receivers, and uh, and again, we. There, I mean, there's. It, it cracks me up. Do you, it's hard to comprehend, but we have 11 wide receivers that make less money than OBJ could make this year. 11 wide receivers who make 19 million dollars. OBJ could get 19 if he hits all his indicators, which he won't. And that's so crazy because I've been on this show many a times talking about Odell Beckham Jr. is my guy. Oh, look at this. Look at that. There's been others on the show that have said, eh, he ain't that great. Um, but like right now, the guy's coming off multiple injuries and hasn't done much. And, and like you say, just getting that crazy money. So um, it's it's those type of dollars that don't make sense across the national football league. Why teams can do that. Why other teams never will spend on certain positions. So you sound confident, but like in three years, are we able to keep, I know we're not doing these positions now, but I'm looking at having to keep pen a, I got to keep ARSB. I feel like in two seasons, people are going to feel foolish that uh, we're talking about JMO this, JMO that. I feel like he's a guy that's going to be really dynamic on the football field. Like, I'm hoping those and some of our other core guys are all going to be able to stay around, at least at some type of mix where you're not having to cut loose a big dog. And even at the wide receiver position, it's not one that I want to go backwards on. So they're going to have to be pretty strategic with how they move it forward, I think. Yeah, the difference for me, Oakry, um, and, and you know, projecting into you know 2024, 25, 26, the difference is that Detroit is a destination. Okay, brands new lions we haven't brought that one out in a while brand new lions people want to come here people want to stay here people want to take a little less money to be a part of this culture that has not been the case even in those years where we were you know winning 10 games with uh with caldwell or you know making a crazy little push with mr schwartz people weren't like detroit wasn't on the map now League's been put on notice. Detroit is on the map, brother. Woo! Hashtag choppy liking. Brother. Um, hey, I, li- I like to hear it. You know, I think that we are the talk of the league right now. As I said, we have this young, cheap, hungry, swaggy team. It's just going to be a matter of showing up this year and doing it, keeping the books right, and then knowing who are those core pillars to keep and keeping them happy while also moving some chess pieces around to keep this team um, as it is heading into the season. And they, they got to do it like they, this is time is now, but also you do have to keep your eye always ahead of the game. As I think uh, Brad Holmes cooking, um, 
is is always doing there in the in the uh, in the kitchen for us. So, chops, let's go ahead and uh, get our great sponsors in here. When we come back, we want to give a few shouts to loyal Kool Aid drinkers as well as talk about the cornerbacks. Man, talk about the position that the Lions went ahead and spent the most resources, both money, you know, free agents and rookies to uh, to upgrade and so we'll talk about those contracts those dollars that definitely uh make some sense try to get this football team over the top actually be able to cover some people and, and do some things so you ready to get into that after the break buddy yeah let's take a break uh let's get some shout outs to the twitterverse and then let's talk about our secondary that is not gonna get roasted toasted and extra crispy in 2023 exactly everybody we'll be right back All right, everybody, this goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. What's going on, Kool-Aid drinkers? We're back from the break. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. Thank you to all of you that um, loyally donate to the show. That really helps out a ton. Those of you that share this with a friend, you hit me up on Twitter at Derek Okri. You know how that's spelled. D-E-R-E-K. The only way to spell it. And then O-K-R-I-E. You can also find Chops on Twitter at Chops and the D hashtag Choppy Hockey and everything in between. All the other gimmicks he's already wore out on the show. But uh, we're always enjoying the back and forth as we have time. Chops is all over the country doing who knows what uh, corporate mogul as well as me just staying busy as always as well so um we do love hanging and talking with the kool-aid drinkers and and before i kick it to you chops i want to say this i always say thanks to the loyal diehard detroit kool-aid drinkers for not only listening to the show but the ones that annually do the detroit kool-aid cast fantasy football league yes everybody it's just barely flipped over to june We are in round four of our slow draft in that league. Um, People building their teams, 20 teams, 20 players per team. Every year I love it when a couple rookies get in and they realize in round six that they have no running backs and they're screwed um, and that it's not easy to build a squad in that type of depth with that type of roster size. But 
Um, we're having fun with it. And, and, and Chops, here's the bone I got to pick with you. Year after year, I mean, you used to be a loyal guy in all my fantasy leagues. You know, we'd have fun. You'd win every blue moon. You'd brag about it for years and years to come. Then you ducked out. You could told me you could only do one. So, of course, what do I do? I rag on you for years and years. That Oh, man, we can't even get you in the Kool-Aid. We can't get you in this league. You won't do this. Sorry, brother. I don't have time. And, and sure enough... I kind of guilt tripped you multiple times, but you said, hey, if a spot opens up, I'll, I'll dive in this Kool-Aid league. And I'm like, man, look at that. Look at Chops uh, doing it for, you know, the people. And the people consist of the millions. <laughs> but then here's where it gets bad for you. You jump in the league. I'm surprised. People are excited. Oh, man. Hashtag choppy fantasies in the league now. But you've been on auto-draft every round. You're, you're pre-drafting be some list you made up. That, that's, not, that's not it. That, that's your excuse for when you lose to say, oh, I, you know, I did you a favor, okay? I jumped in, I, I drafted, but I didn't really draft because I'm too busy for you. I'm too important. But if you somehow come out and win, I'm not going to give you any credit because it's the computer. I mean, what is this garbage you're trying to pull here? It's craziness. Uh, Okri, again, I, I should have known this was going to be a topic that came up because no matter what Choppy does, it's not right. If Choppy wins, he got lucky and some bula bula about something else grabs him. If he sucks, then it's like, haha, you made terrible picks. Uh, yeah. Uh, I Listen, I am a good friend. You were in need. The draft had started, by the way. And I was like, you know what, Okri? You have, uh, the people deserve to see what a real choppy fantasy <laughs> football team looks like. So I joined and just a slight correction on your whole auto draft take. Typically <laughs> what I do is I queue up each round. I queue up about four guys that are on my hot button that I'm looking out for. And usually it's the first guy that get that comes off that list because, you know, I'm thinking light years ahead of everybody else. So I'm just preparing myself after my research and all of my stats to take the best player available and to crush all you other fantasy fools. Okay, and as a retort, uh, we've got tons of cornerbacks to talk about and dollars that make sense. But do you think Brad Holmes walks into the draft room, hands four names to Rod Wood, and says, I'll catch you later, Rod. Uh, just take the first guy on my list that's left. And then goes and heads out for the day? No, he sits in there because you never know what might happen in a draft. you got to make the pick. It takes about two seconds, as I tell most of the guys on there that are taking way too long to make a selection. It's not difficult. So we'll, we'll see how you're strategy works out but I, I don't think brad always open for business homes or yours truly would do that when you got to make the pick yourself i mean come on i'm come as on, confident man. in my picks as they were have taken hutch at two every round brother <laughs> oh my goodness all right well thank you everybody for uh, doing that i hope chops finishes in last brother <laughs> and i hope that all of you uh brother brothers and sisters out there absolutely just beat him every single week for for gosh yeah finally get the guy in the league and he's got to be on auto pick but uh we'll see how that works out for him i'm coming up here around five i think it is pretty soon so who knows what i might have up my sleeve um but uh yeah thank you to everybody um we got a hilarious message which is just 
too long and too crazy to play from one of our loyal listeners, but it did make me laugh. I ain't going to lie. Chops, I'll have to send that to you uh, after the show here so you can get a listen. But uh, we got to talk about cornerbacks, man. The Lions like looked at their team and were like, Man, we can't cover a coffee table, bro. We we, we, we need to go out in free agency. And, and this guy, I don't know, he's, he's on Twitter. He says stuff like hashtag what Choppy said. Said we know, need to go get Cam Sutton. So the Lions went ahead and did that. And that that person on Twitter hasn't stopped bragging about it since. Um, you know, they, they doubled down. They went and got Mosley. They went ahead and, and, and paid CJ, GJ, um... They just really upgraded this core. So let's just kind of start with Cam Sutton, man, the, the big ticket item. I mean, three years, 33 mil. I mean, everybody can do the math. That's about, you know, 10, 11 ish per. Um, his cap hit is low in 2023 at 3.2, but then jumps up a cap hit choppy of 12.7 next year. But the little nugget put in the contract, a potential out in 2025 if it didn't work. But, uh, I love everything about this guy off the field. I'm hoping that he can be that, what his jersey says he is, CB1, and make plays. So what do you think about this contract, this player, and continue to brag about him like I know you're going to do? I mean, okay, what else? What more can I say other than Brad Holmes knew a damn good player and uh, he went out and got himself a damn good player for a damn good price? So, uh, you know, again, a, a player that I personally handpicked for our Detroit Lions, <laughs> might I add, uh, very graciously and humbly. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, no, I love this player, man. I love this cap hit. I think it's good. Um, I think I don't I don't love the jump from this year to next year with the cap hit. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. The, we, there's definitely that out for 2025, which is nice for us, even though the dead cap hit would still be a little rough. But, um, no, good player. Good. I like three years term for a 28-year-old. Um, I expect this guy to come out and ball and potentially be the leader of this secondary. So uh, they they saw the need. They addressed it. And I, I love this guy. A classic Brad... Always open for business homes move. Two voided years in 2026 and 27 to spread out that signing bonus and that cap hit. Um, Just a very sneaky deal. And again, I feel like this regime is paying for character. They're paying for leadership. They're paying because they can't cover wide receivers. And Cam Sutton was the best of the bunch to do so. Here's another interesting cat coming up, though. Emmanuel Mosley. One year, six mil, coming off an ACL tear, not ready to go. But when he did play, this is not only a guy that could probably start for this team, but if he gets healthy and he looks the part, this could be a guy you keep around for a couple years after, I think. What do you think about this one-year, $6 million, quote-unquote, flyer, on a talent and a prospect and a guy like Emmanuel Mosley. Yeah, sneaky great signing uh, uh, of Emmanuel Mosley uh, by our boy Brad, always open for business homes. Uh, you know, every he was kind of forgotten about because he got hurt. But in those first five games, he was on he was on a Pro Bowl pace at the cornerback position. 
Um, he was crushing it out there. So he gets hurt. I think he actually only played like eight snaps in the fifth in game five. So really he only played four full games. Guy had 22 tackles, 18 solo, four assists, an interception. The guy was absolutely on fire by the way. By the way, he took that interception for 41 yard touchdown. So he was on fire and then he gets hurt and the league somehow, I mean, they like, I don't know, GMs just like forgot he was out there, forgot about him, figured, oh, he's injured, you know, they're, they're, he, we're not going to sign him. Brad swoops in and grabs the guy for three point or uh, $4.2 million uh, for a cap hit, $6 million total. Fantastic signing by Brad. Wait, actually, you know, maybe I'll call this Big Bad Brad. <laughs> there you go. I, I like the sound of that. Um, what did one of our callers say we got to call him? Brad. Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I uh, I think he's been doing some investigating on Mr. Mosley and thinks that he may have found something with his magnifying glass, if you know what I'm saying. Um, I, I'm going to leave CJ GJ to the safeties because that's what he's listed as, but I think he's going to be playing a lot of nickel and slot corner. Um, you know, one year 6.5 for him. Uh, that was the other big move in the uh, defensive backfield, but Let's talk about my boy, J-U-U-U-R-R-Y-Y-Y. You guys know how that's spelled. Jury Jacobs. Um, Jury is just like the man on so many levels because he just looks like that dude I walk up to and be like, what up, Jury? What's going on, baby? Um, and <laughs> he's he's just going to be 26 years old, undrafted kid. Um, still under that kind of undrafted type deal. I mean, gosh, looking at his numbers, I mean, he's not even over a million dollar cap hit at this point. He's a restricted guy going into next year. He's He's been good to, you know, above average when he's played. Of course, he's going to get beat from time to time, but... Um, you know, this is a guy I hope that plays really well this year, but also um, is a guy that we can keep around on a, you know, give him a good bump for what he's done, pay him for his mentality, pay him for the guy he is in the locker room, but a guy also that loves Detroit, wants to stay here because we love us some Jury Jacobs. Yeah, Okri, I mean, Jury is going to be a solid number three. I think he's going to have actually a really great battle with, um, your boy Iffy uh, for that third cornerback spot um, behind the two studs that they brought in uh, in the offseason. But yeah, I mean, look, Jury and Iffy, good, solid options. I think Iffy's due for a bounce back year, a good, healthy year. Um, and Jury is, uh, you know, like, like you said, he's going to make plays, he's going to make mistakes, and, th- and there's going to be times where you're like, ah, oh, Jury, where were you? But he's also going to make plays where you're like, oh, hell yeah, Jerry, I see you. So, you know, he, he is uh, – I like that duo to, to fill that third, fourth spot. Um, and, again, at a combined whopping $2.2 million uh, combined for those two guys to fill our number three spot. It's a good place to be. Yeah, I like it. I mean, Jerry's probably going to be that guy, you know, until they're really sure that Mosley can play. Um as I always say, you know, your team's getting better when you can bump a guy down a peg and, and still have a guy that has shown you he can play. He's not scared. He, he will uh, come in and get in your face, which which we love to see. And like I say, he does seem to be like a 3-4 type corner on a good football team, and that's kind of where he's settling in both 
how he plays and that contract and all that. So, you know, hopefully he can be around here for a few more years to come for sure. Um, you brought up Iffy. I mean, I'm iffy if I want to talk about him. One, because of his play and injuries, but also because they kind of have him lifted, listed as a corner on spot track, but he's they moved him more to safety. But now, because we got safeties, he might be back to a hybrid corner type player. I mean, you know, I'm just iffy on a whole bunch of things with this guy. What about you? Yeah, well, so you bring up a very interesting point, right? Like, this secondary is full of guys that can play multiple position, positions, which is absolutely fantastic. You've got CJ, that's my GJ, who can move <laughs> around from corner, nickel, slot, safety. You got Brian Branch, who I envision doing the exact same thing. So, you know, you have so much flexibility with the versatility of this group. Um, so I, you know, I know they have if he slotted as a cornerback, but you, you're right. I kind of see him in that safety, maybe longer term. Um, if we can't lock in uh, CJ for more years to come, but yeah, th- this this is another thing that you have such a versatile group. In total, the whole group of cornerbacks is making fifteen million dollars in cap space, um, which is about six percent. And the versatility there is awesome. I know you're going to dive into safeties in a future segment, so I won't get into it too much, but I absolutely love this group um, and how Brad Holmes addressed it in the off season, because it was definitely our biggest position of need after last season. So, so let me ask you about a couple of players, Chase Lucas, um, seventh round player, you know, older player. They took him, you know, this guy's on hard knocks acting like he's a pro bowler to coaches uh, when he barely had, he hadn't even been in his practice uniform at this point, but he had a couple flashes in preseason. I mean, the guy makes no money because he was picked in seventh round. He did have a nice kind of college career. Some fans were all about um, Chase Lucas. He didn't really do anything last year of substance. Just looking at his numbers, I mean, he's he's under contract for 2023, 24, and 25 on that type of deal. I mean, the cap hit again, you know, 900K, just over a mil, 1.1. Um, you think we'll get anything out of this player? Do you have a value in that type of low contract of like trying to make something out of them? Or is this a cap casualty where you'll never see the benefit of a late player like that actually being able to be on your roster, whether it be playing or special teams? Yeah. I mean, I I kind of view, I mean, I hate to say it, but as a seventh rounder, I really just view him as a depth guy who's probably going to get some special teams looks um, you know, I love his swagger. I love how, I mean, he, you, like you said, he puffs his chest and presents himself like he's a first round draft pick, which I love. I, you know, I love that he's confident that he's happy to be there, that he's, you know, he's that guy, but I mean, is he anything, is he ever anything more than, you know, your fourth or fifth cornerback? No. That, that was one of the more underrated part of Hard Knocks where, like, they showed for, like, a half an episode where he just kept going up to Coach and be like, man, Coach, I, I'm ready. I think I'm I think I'm think good. I think I should be starting. And Coach was just like, all right, whatever, bro. <laughs> just, like, walk away from him. And then he kept doing it, kept doing it, kept getting the same reaction from people. It's like, like you said, it's confidence, but he just seemed oblivious. And then, like, the next game they showed in that episode was the game where he dropped a clear pick at the end of the game, and then we ended up losing to the Falcons or whoever that was like it's it was just a very funny episode but I do think Chase Lucas has a couple things you know that are are intriguing it's just 
I, I just got to see him get a few more depth reps or can he grow into like a depth core special teamer? I kind of hope so, but let I want to focus on this guy because he's been getting a lot of buzz. Starling Thomas, undrafted player out of UAB. I I took this guy in a few mocks and people were mocking me. Oh, would you take a corner? That guy's no good. He's not good. This is like a 4-3 guy, man. He's running with step for step with J-Mo. When you get him as an undrafted kid, you get him for three years at a total of 2.7. I mean, gosh, we're looking at cap hits of 750K, 900K, 1 mil on that third year, which is 2025, by the way. This is a depth corner with speed and ability that I think could catch on. I'm not saying he's going to light the world on fire, but those dollars make sense, especially when you can run like that for a guy like this. I I have some hopes for Starling Thomas, the fifth. Yeah, of our bottom five, bottom six, I would say I have the biggest hope for him as well. Uh, That speed, you know, speed can't be taught, uh, and he has it. So, yes, he's coming out of, you know, UAB, not a huge school. Um, but I think that he's got some, like you would say some potential. Oh, so, yeah. you know, he, he could, he could find, he could sneak his way onto this roster onto this 53 man roster and uh, maybe make a couple things happen. Um, but that, and that's the kind of thing that makes me wonder about guys like chase and uh, Savion Smith uh, is because you have this guy who's kind of up, up and coming right now. Yeah, to, to me, the Lions like Savion Smith. I mean, he played at Alabama. You know, you hear a couple of rumblings about him, but I'd never really seen much. Um, but a lot of these guys like him, you know, stick on the roster for reasons we'll never know. So the Lions seem to like Savion Smith. They made a point to kind of keep him around. I think he was the guy that had that injury last year where he had to get, you know, carted off the field and whatnot. So I don't know where his health is at in regards to his neck and his medicals, but they seem to like him, you know. Um, he did play at a, at a top college program. So, you know, he's out there as well. And then you've got guys like Jaron Williams, Cleo Dorsey, who I think I think he got some pub from somewhere. I, I don't know a ton about him. Stephen Gilmore is a cornerback on the roster as well. But, uh, you know, they got to stay healthy, which we always say. But I just cannot wait to see an improved unit with Cam Sutton, Jury on the other side, Mosley get healthy. If he's almost like too big to play corner, I liked him more as a safety, but it seemed like it never really clicked for him. So, and he had a couple flashes as a corner his, his rookie season. So, I guess we can be hopeful, but also iffy on iffy. Um, I'm going to wear that out all day, every day. Um, and, you know, we're going to talk about those safeties in another episode, but. CJGJ, my boy Brian Branch, he's going to be the guy that's finally covering safeties, or not safeties, running backs, tight ends, um, slot receivers, rather than a guy we haven't talked about, but unfortunately we have to touch on, Choppy, to end the show, hashtag anybody but Willie, please. Will Harris is also back on this roster at a cornerback position, uh, moved from safety, they have him as a cornerback now. Even Track doesn't have him on my list as corners because they know he can't cover a coffee table. He can't guard anything. He's, as you noted and as I coined on the show, roasted, toasted, and extra crispy every time he hits the field. Don't tell me he's a good tackler. Don't tell me he's good in the locker room or he's a good guy. He can't cover anyone. I've lost all hope. 
and my boy Will Harris. I am not even going to acknowledge that player in this segment. Um, I have nothing more to say about hashtag anybody but Willie. I don't know why he's around. I don't know why he's resigned. I don't. I would. I would take Stephen Gilmore over that guy. Yes. Uh, give me. Give me Khalil Dorsey from Northern Era Frickin' Zona over <laughs> Willie Harris. So you, you know no, why? No, that's it. That's it. No more. You know, you know why Chase Lucas was so confident? He was probably taking reps after hashtag anybody but Willie, and he was. That's why his confidence was so so sky high. He's like, Coach, man, I can play. <laughs> Put me out there because, you know, this guy is uh, struggling um, out there. We we got that that sound bit somewhere. But, yeah, it's, you know, he's a he's a coach favorite. But we we've seen enough. We've said that for about two seasons now. But uh, he's back. I I don't want to end it on a bad note. So what I want to say to end the show is both the wide receivers and the cornerbacks, man. These dollars make absolute sense to me, S-E-N-S-E. You look at the numbers. You look at how young these guys are. You look at the leadership, the locker room, the veterans that they invested in, the upside of a guy like Mosley, the safeties that can come down and cover people. I expect it to be a much better unit, but it's it's a wait and see as well because we have not been able to cover... Anyone, especially anybody in the red zone, any tight ends for years. So all this looks good on paper, but they got to go do it. And if they do, I think that greatly improves his defense from top to bottom. Because if you can cover and rush the passer, that's huge, man. Absolutely huge. Yeah, that's the way of the league right now, right? Get your pass pass rush, and your pass rush is even more exemplified by the fact that you've got a secondary that can, you know, I don't know, keep wide receivers covered. So, but Hey, Oakry, uh, I, I actually want to play a little game with you here before we end the show. Do we, do we have time for that? Oh man. We always have time for a game on the show, brother. What, what do you got? Uh, all right. All right. So, so it's a little trivia, a little trivia for you here. So okay. I'm going to ask you a question. Don't, don't cheat. Don't look up the stats. Right. And I want to see if you get it right. Okay. So the first is what corner is costing the lions the most money in 2023? Corner, most expensive corner. I mean, gosh, just we, we kind of just went over it. It feels like it has to be a trick question if it's coming from you. It feels like an easy slam dunk that it's Cam Sutton, but I'm sure it's probably like Mr. Okuda in Dead Cap or something crazy like that. Ding! You got it. That's right. <laughs> Mr. Okuda is costing the Lions $7 million in oh. Dead Cap space right oh. now in 2023 so Gee, i wasn't even thinking let's, about let's, him yeah. until i knew you had some up your sleeve but like that's a that's a bad thing but don't you think it's kind of encouraging that they just had seen enough they weren't gonna mess around for another year and a half they were just like nope we're gonna like kind of like again even though i love deandre swift they moved on from from what they feel is a much more dynamic good football player in a lot of different levels I hate to say it because we had high hopes and kind of were holding out for Mr. Okuda, but I feel like the Lions have said, nope, this isn't going to be it. We can't just hang around and wait around. We're going to get him on the on the, on the the road wherever we can, and we're going to put in our guy, and their guy is Cam Sutton, man. Yeah, 
Yep, I agree with everything you said, but you didn't let me finish my game. It wasn't over yet. I got another oh. question for you. Go so come on. Like, right. Good analysis, but let me let me keep the game moving here. All right. Oakry, what wide receiver is costing the Lions the most money in cap hit in 2023? Oh, gosh. Wide receiver. <laughs> Did you get rid of somebody? Is, it, is somebody ridiculous like Tyrell? That is a that's a damn good guess right there. And if that was the answer, I would probably vomit on the uh, show live here. But no, it is DJ Shark costing the Lions a dead cap hit of six million dollars. But the reason why I bring those up, my DJ, DJ, yeah. Like we can't end it with with, we can't end it with yeah when when that's the fact. Like the fact that we're paying him the most to not be here that that doesn't make me say yeah. No, this will make you say, yeah, Okri, look at my point of bringing this up is, and thank you for playing the game. I didn't prep you for that. You were, you were a great, great participant in the game. Um, but I wanted to real quickly take an opportunity to talk about dead cap hit, right? So dead cap hit right this year is $18 million. And for that $18 million, 13 of it is from wide receivers and corners, not on this team right now. So the reason I bring that up and how I'm going to spin this as a positive to end the show is that our dead hat cap hit number is only $18 million. When Brad Holmes took over this team, our dead cap space was like $45 million. So he has been working the phones, working the contracts. He knows what he's doing. He has been able to put together a playoff winning caliber roster and all the while managing the caps and doing a really great job and cleaning up the mess that was left for him. So we have nothing but great things to say about Brad Holmes. We are in a great place for the players we have on the roster. He's cleaned up the dead cap at space. That was atrocious when he took over and the lions are in good hands, baby. Woo. Woo. Hashtag choppy likey. Exactly. Great one to end it with. Cause that is important. So he's not only been able to retool, um, quickly, but do it where we're not in in cap purgatory, which is huge. Brad Holmes knows that dollars make sense on so many levels, um, both on the books, on this, the construction of this football team, and so many other levels. So this team is looking lean and mean, young, ready to go. Now they just got to live up to the hype, which I think they'll do. So Chops, always fun when you come on, man. You got anything else for the people before we get up out of here? Uh, the only thing I got for the people is, hey, people, enjoy the mini camps. Enjoy the OTAs. Real football is coming soon. Brand new Lions, baby. Woo! <laughs> There's nothing else that be, needs to be said. Everybody, we'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. I don't want your Bula Bula support when it comes to Jared Goff. You don't get to join the Goff train. You're off, bro. You're off. I don't hate him. I don't. Don't hate the player. Hate the king. Drink it in, man. Drink it in, man. Cornbread. Cornbread. Ha, 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 ha.